the old renaissance is the new renaissance standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction this is the harlem brewing company uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste a sound and a feeling that can only be described in one way harlem style so come and take a trip on the a train with our harlem sugar hill golden ale and our harlem renaissance whip beer the neighborhood original Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance is proud to support the sixth Box to Row countdown to kickoff. And we're excited to welcome head coaches from area colleges and universities to the capital city. We look forward to another fantastic season of HBCU football filled with great games, rivalries, pageantry, and unforgettable fall Saturdays. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance works with local partners to grow the sporting event industry in our area. The GRSA has an extensive track record of securing and hosting successful tournaments and championships, resulting in significant economic impact for the region and an enhanced quality of life for our residents. In 2022, Raleigh was named Sports Travel Best Host City. To learn more, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaleighNC Sports. Best of luck to all area HBCU football programs this season. On December 27th, 1892, Livingstone and Biddle College, now known as Johnson C. Smith University, played in Salisbury, North Carolina with Biddle winning 5-0. Over time, HBCU football has evolved. HBCU football's popularity continues to rise. Millions attend games each year and millions more watch on television. The HBCU bands provide some of the top entertainment in the country. Over that time, some of the best players to ever play in the National Football League played at HBCUs. Every Monday through Friday on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, national radio and television host Donald Ware takes a look at what's happening in HBCU football and talks with coaches, players, administrators, and media about the season. Make sure you join the conversation on social media now. Here's your host, Donald Ware. You've got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, August 10th. I'm Donald Ware. It's August 10th. That means we're 16, just 16 days away from the start of the HBCU football season. And if you're like me, you're super excited for another season. Promises to be a great season of HBCU football. So on the line and on YouTube or uh, right now, as a matter of fact, we have the head football coach of Bethune-Cookman, the new head football coach of Bethune-Cookman, Raymond Woody Jr. is no stranger to Bethune-Cookman, was a four-year letter winner, and as a matter of fact, was uh, first team All-MEAC two years at his alma mater, Bethune-Cookman, as he joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Coach Woody, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's great to have you. I just want to kind of get your thoughts here in terms of you know, you're, uh, I guess, a, a week or two maybe uh, into camp. Uh, how things are going uh, with respect to fall camp to this point? Well, you know, things are going well. You know, obviously the uh, players had a, a really good offseason, you know, going into the fall. They're understanding how we do things, you know, uh, our philosophy is smart, fast, physical, and aggressive, and they're starting to understand that as well. 
No doubt. And for you, and one of the things I didn't mention, I mean, you were, you're known as one of the best recruiters in the nation, voted best recruiter in the Pac-12. When you were with Oregon in 2012, you've had other stops, Florida Atlantic, Florida State, where you are known as a great uh, recruiter. Can you speak to that? Maybe some of the other stops uh, that you had prior to coming uh, to Bethune Cookman and, and what that was like. You and you not only recruiting, but you were an assistant head coach. You were defensive coordinator. You worked with special teams. You've done the gamut in terms of coaching and recruiting uh, in college football. Well, you know, um, definitely want to give all praise, honor to uh, the man up above, and then also Coach Tag giving me the opportunity to to grow. You know, as a, a young coach, you know, starting in you know 2010 when you know, I was at Western Kentucky and taking over program 0 and 22 and just seeing how to build a program from ground up and doing things the right way. So, you know, throughout my years, uh, having a chance to be put in a certain uh, situations and, and leadership positions that helped prepare me to the man I am today. Obviously played at Bethune Cookman, coached on the high school level, played in the CFL um, as well, did you always foresee yourself as being a, a a coach and specifically a head football coach? Well, that's what I wanted to do. Obviously, if I didn't play, you know, a long time and everyone understands that NFL stands for not for long. So having an opportunity to, you know, play the game, go in those doors at the highest level. And, and obviously, you know, injuries always put you in a position to say, hey, you know what? You better be a student athlete first. And and that's that's the thing, you know, when I finished playing, I always said I wanted to be a coach and, you know, just give back some of the things that that I knew and, and, and being able to play for great, you know, mentors, you know, like Larry Little, Jack Simon McLaren, you know, those type of guys who helped me throughout, you know, my, my college career and then also giving me the opportunity to go to that next level, but then showing me how to do it the right way. At your alma mater, um, the the whole Ed Reed situation, what was your take? I don't know how much you followed that prior to um, getting the position. What was your take on that whole uh, situation? Honestly, didn't really uh, follow it too much, you know, having a chance to go on um, to different places, you know, coaching around the country. I mean, I ended up accepting a job under Stan Drayton, you know, in that assistant head coach uh, position, you know, at Temple and, and, and got the call, you know, a couple of days after I accepted that job and said, hey, you know what, would you like to be the head coach at Bethune-Cookman College University, which is my alma mater. And I was, I thought that was outstanding and, you know, hearing different things, you know, I'm, I'm, I was ton of vision, didn't really get in much detail of what happened before I got here and at the end of the day, making no excuses, blaming no one, you know, we just been getting to work. Yeah. What, what, um, how did it come about? The, the, what administration kind of reached out to you? Had, was this something you had been interested in before? I don't believe at least at the collegiate level, you hadn't had any uh, previous head coaching experience. I mean, was it uh, obviously you're elated, you're back at your, alma mater but you know how did it come about was it something that was on your radar at any point over the time that you had been in coaching yeah you know what I, I did uh you know get several alums reaching out and, and when the position came available you know I put my name in I was really 
like I said, interested. And I always thought, I said, you know, one day, man, it will be awesome to get a, a head job at my alma mater. And I tell you, just kept, you know, doing it the right way, praying and, and giving an opportunity of being a head football coach at my alma mater. I thought that was outstanding. And like I said, administration, you know, uh, reached out and said, hey, you know what, would you be interested? And I, I put my name in and obviously it worked itself out. You know, it, it's, it's always situation. They always say, hey, you know what, things may not happen when you want it, but if you trust and pray, it happens on time. And it was right on time for me. I know a lot of people look at it and say, oh man, you know, you got the job after signing day. It's a lot of work. Well, hell, in life, it's going to be a lot of work. You just got to come in with a plan and execute the plan and things will work itself out. Raymond Woody Jr. is the new head football coach at Bethune-Cookman as he joins us here. Last thought with respect to the Ed Reed situation. Have you seen any, from a recruiting standpoint, I mean, has there been any you know, negative blowback, if you will, in terms of recruits wanting to now come to Bethune-Cookman? Well, you know, I don't, like I said, again, the narrative before, I really don't know about. I, I'm just going with the narrative that's now, you know, me being the head football coach along with outstanding assistant coaches that's helping change the narrative. And, uh, you know, at any rate, I, I thought that coming into it and getting certain guys late, you know, they're excited about being here, you know, and, and it's our job to, do it the right way and make sure that these players understand that BCU is an outstanding place to be a student athlete. How is recruiting? I mean, it's interesting. Maybe Bethune Cookman. I mean, you've, you've been at some power five places. You were at Florida Atlantic. You mentioned being at Western Kentucky. Those are all FBS programs. Um, they have more than does uh, Bethune Cookman, but take us through maybe how you recruit, you know, a, a student athlete to kind of come to uh, to kind of come to Bethune Cookman and sort of your recruiting philosophies. Well, you know, honesty. You know, honesty. You have to be honest. Uh, and I've had an opportunity to circulate around the state, and I, I promised the university that we will recruit the Wildcat territory, and we're going to start out with high school student athletes, and and they're going to be from around this area. And I, I really believe you got the build it the right way. And, and that's the only way. And, um, you know, we say we good coaches, well, good coaches develop talent. And a lot of times you may not get the four and five star, but we want smart, fast, tough, physical football players. And we got to be good evaluators because with the NIL name, image and likeness, you know, a lot of these players, they want something, but they don't want to do anything. So we tell the guys, you know, in order to come here, I mean, you're going to have to, love the game you can't just like the game you got to love it and we have to go out and be honest i mean i think that's the key and and also relationships you know throughout you know my time since 20 i, I shouldn't say 2010 i should say like in 1996 when i finished uh cfl i went back to my alma mater and started coaching high school and, and being able to have success in high school developing relationships knowing the coaches around the state knowing that, Hey, you know what? That coach remembered me. We always had a good relationship. We always trusted each other. And, and those relationships are, I tell you, they're priceless. And I, I really feel like it's all about relationships. And then, you know, if you are honest, 
then those high school coaches, those parents, you know, they feel real comfortable giving you an opportunity to mentor their their child. February 6th, of course, of this year, you were hired. What did what was February 7th like, like your first day on the job? What, what are some of the first things that you did? Well, the first thing I did was, you know, I met with 102 players, you know, who was interested to come out and play for me. And, and what I wanted to do was find out a little bit about them and them finding out a little bit about me, you know, just kind of going in, sharing to them how we're going to change the narrative. And then also, you know, going around meeting all of the departments, you know, at the university, getting to know them and them getting to know me just so it won't be, Coach, you just talking to talk. No, we're we're going to talk it and we're going to walk it. So that's that's what the first 48 hours was for me, you know, just getting to know the players, finding out some of the things that they liked about the program and some of the things that they did not like about the program and then looking at how we were going to move forward. Raymond Woody Jr., the head football coach, new uh, head fo- football coach, if you will, at Bethune-Cookman, joining us here on the program. Let's talk some personnel. Is there? Do you have a quarterback battle going on? If so, can you talk about who those quarterbacks are and uh, what each of them brings to the table? Well, you know, with, um, you know, finishing up with the spring, you know, Walt Simmons, you know, obviously, you know, his dad, he and I played together, you know, and he's a transfer, you know, from East Carolina, you know, he's a dual threat guy, you know, he had a, a you know, a good spring, uh, obviously with uh, some of the guys who left, we, we didn't have a lot, you know, of uh, personnel in certain positions. So I ended up bringing in, you know, a couple more guys, you know, to compete, you know, Talik Bietha from uh Delaware State, you know, he's here. And then Luke Rucker, you know, from, uh, you know, New New Jersey, he's here as well, you know, coming from the junior college. Uh, those guys are, are, are competing. And Cam Ransom, you know, who transferred from McNeese, who started out at Georgia Southern, you know, you got a fourth guy. And then, you know, I have Ponder, who was here as well, coming in, you know, as a um, true freshman, you know, from the uh, prep school, you know, so – we have quarterbacks all over the place, but we have not found that guy who so separated himself from the next, you know. So this fall camp is going to be huge, you know. It's going to be huge for this whole program, finding a guy, you know, who the rest of the team will follow, you know. So it's exciting uh, this fall, you know, having uh, camp, getting graded each play. Those guys understand. Saying every day you got to come in and try to take somebody's spot and they're going to know clearly, you know, where they're at, you know, and I think that's the key, you know, not just quarterback position, but now we're talking about quarterbacks. Those guys, they're going to see percentages, the plus and the minuses and the why, you know, why they got plus, why they got the minus, and then see if they can lead this football team. A couple of more thoughts with Raymond Woody Jr., the head football coach at Bethune-Cookman. I mean, you've got, you know, a couple of guys, holdovers, um, in, in, in particular, Omari Hill Robinson, he's a preseason all American was a swack all first team, uh, all swack first team on last year, defensive back had four interceptions, um, a bunch of passes, uh, pass breakups. W- what do you have in Omari Hill Robinson? Well, Omari is, he, he's a guy 
that does not just come to work, but he goes to work, you know, and he wants to be the best above the rest. Uh, you know, just training his eye discipline. And, you know, we've been working on his long speed. You know, uh, I, I'm always involved in just not just coaching guys, but talking to guys on a professional level and some of my colleagues, you know, about what they see when they watch film of him, you know. And I think iron sharpens iron. I mean, he's a guy that he knows uh, instinct-wise. I mean, we can't teach that, but, you know, just being technical and fundamentally sound and not always jumping routes, you know, not getting beat on a double move. And that's just having good eye discipline. And that's what he's been working on uh, throughout spring, summer, and then coming into fall. He's not getting beat on a long ball like he was in the spring, you know. And I tell you what, you know, he's the type of guy that you can put backside and he can shut down the whole half of the field. Um, any guys that you can name that have – you mentioned nobody necessarily has separated themselves in terms of a quarterback, but any guys that you can name that have really stood out in this fall camp? Well, I'll tell you, Eddie Walls, you know, he's a, um, a defensive end, you know, from Fort Myers, a sophomore, he's about 6'4", you know, 240 pounds. He, he gained about nine pounds from the spring to the summer. I mean, he's he's been dominant up front, you know. I, I could say – Steady, we call him Steady Eddie. I mean, every day he's going to grade out. He's going to give effort, effort, effort. And uh, he's making plays. I mean, it's, it's tough to block him. And then last couple of thoughts. For, so the, looking at the schedule, four of your first five games on the road, I mean, that's going to be tough. Although f- four of your last five games are at home. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, like I tell the guys, you know, when you say 45, I mean, it's, hey, to be the best, you got to play the best. We're going to be role warriors. And then, like you said, we're going to end up, you know, um, hopefully getting better and progressing towards the end. You know, we I tell the guys all the time, you know, let's stay focused. Let's get at least one percent better each day. And, and if you if you do that, I mean, you should be where you want to be, you know, at the end of the season. And then these guys are working, you know, just having an opportunity to have more depth in certain areas. I mean, you know, we started out spring with five offensive linemen. Now we have 14, you know. So now, you know, we're just getting better. I mean, we're just getting the things that we need to fill some of the holes and and we'll be where we need to be at the end of the season. Memphis and Miami on the schedule. Obviously, there are pros and cons to the so-called money games. Uh, are you a proponent uh, of of these money games? Well, you know, we see everything as the most important game on our schedule because it's the next game. And, you know, our guys, they're playing this game just like it's a conference game. I mean, you know, we we going into, we preparing. You know, we're not failing to prepare, you know, just because money. I mean, those guys don't talk about that. We don't talk about that, you know. We're taking this game serious just like the next game serious, you know. We, we want to come out being where we want to be as far as our goals on offense, defense, and special team. And then last thought, you've got a son, uh, the third, is playing at Cal. Talk about, I mean, I know you've got to be, you know, super elated about that and, you know, speak about um, about him uh, again playing at Cal. Well, you know, the most important for me is, like here, you know, our motto, we build student athletes at BCU and, had an opportunity 
to see him graduate, you know, from Cal Berkeley, you know, uh, this past December, and now he's going into his his senior year, you know, and uh, it's, I'm excited for him. And obviously I catch his games on the tube, haven't had an opportunity, you know, to go out to Cal, but, uh, you know, really proud of him and hopefully he'll stay healthy. I mean, he's having a really good fall camp or what he sends me or, or call and tell me and uh, really excited for him. Raymond Woody Jr., first season as the head football coach at Bethune-Cookman, joins us here on the HBCU football Daily podcast, the Wildcats open the season on the road Saturday, September the 2nd at Memphis. And, of course, Coach Woody, we appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Wildcats this season. Thank you, and uh, we'll be ready. We hope you enjoy this episode of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can watch on our YouTube page on YouTube at HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to get your HBCU football fix on Box to Row with Donald Ware each weekend on a radio station near you and on Sirius XM on the HBCU channel, channel 142, and on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM, channel 84. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest in HBCU football. And don't forget to tell a friend.